Hello, my awesome mom pod listeners. It's Paige with some exciting news. The mom's organization motivation podcast has had the most amazing three year run. And thanks to you, it's listened to in more than 85 countries. It's won Best Family Podcast and Best Home and Lifestyle Podcast Awards and consistently ranks in the top of the charts globally. I could not have done that without you. It'll continue to be downloadable for all your organization motivation needs. And now there'll be a brand new podcast to listen to if like me, you love being a mom and also desire more. Head over to the Time to Pivot podcast right now and hit subscribe. Each week, my guest and I will be sharing all the ways we've learned to pivot in our life and business as we share our God-given gifts and serve others and still make it to the carpool line on time. I can't wait for this fun new podcast to begin April 17th, 2023. So mark your calendars and join me on the Time to Pivot podcast. I'm Paige Killian, and I'm passionate about helping busy moms of littles organize and style their life in three simple steps. Living this mom life is incredible and sometimes completely overwhelming. Is stressing about overstuffed drawers, never-ending mail piles, a mountain of Legos, and our kids' artwork really what God intended? No way! Getting organized has been a game changer for me and also my clients, but it has to be simple or it just won't get done. So let's simplify the process and clear the clutter to see the blessings God has for us. I know your time is valuable, so thanks for joining me each week for a healthy dose of organization and a whole lot of motivation. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for joining me for another episode. I have recently been sharing some excerpts from my book that will be coming out. So I have another one for you today. I hope you're enjoying it. And remember to go to the show notes for more details about purchasing the book and getting more information about it. So without further ado, we will be reading from chapter nine today. That's called your 20 pound burden. I'm just one stomach flu away from my goal weight. Emily Blunt, the Devil Wears Prada. In light of this idea of organizing on autopilot and reclaiming your space, I have to tell you about a connection I made when watching Chip and Joanna on their show, Fixer Upper. Their fun, dynamic, beautiful example of teamwork in marriage and on the job and the relationship they have with their kids at home is heartwarming. If you haven't watched these two in action, you really must. It's entertaining for the whole family and more than just a home renovation show, it's about using your talents to serve others and doing it in their own style, which I totally love. In one of the episodes, the goofy but hardworking Chip decides to hop on a scale at one of the houses they're renovating. He responds to the number that pops up much like others do with a gasp and a shocked look at Joanna. He announces the number and decides that it just can't be right, despite his love of ham sandwiches and sweet treats his adorable wife delivers. Determined to get a better result, 
He proceeds to empty his pockets with a hodgepodge of Mr. Fix-It tools, candy and food wrappers, writing instruments, keys, cell phone, etc. Then he takes off his shoes, belt and hard hat. He hops back on the scale and delightfully announces that he's 20 pounds lighter. 20? My husband questioned the possibility of a 20 pound difference despite Jip's obvious celebration as he peeked up at the TV pretending to not be interested in watching it. Joanna questions if it's even healthy for him to be carrying around an extra 20 pounds of weight. You can tell she thinks that must be such a burden, but it's what Chip has become accustomed to. Here's the connection. What is your extra 20 pound burden that's weighing you down? How can you eliminate the added stress or anxiety that comes with it? Does your burden lie in your home, in your workplace, with your family, in a friendship, attached to your body, or in your heart? Think about that one for a minute. Perhaps spiritually and emotionally, you could use some purging and reorganizing. Learning how to do that on autopilot while reclaiming what's important to you could be a game changer for your life. That can't always be done by yourself at first either. Sometimes getting that therapist, doctor, coach, or minister sound advice initially can be the step you need to get to organizing your heart on autopilot, purging the toxic clutter for good. Let's shift gears for a bit from your home to your wardrobe. In an effort to confront and start to eliminate that extra 20 pounds of burden that might be weighing you down. This may seem like an odd or abrupt shift, but I'll tell you why I've learned that it's necessary to consider when truly organizing your life. It was important to me that I address more than just a messy or cluttered house when I started coaching busy moms through organization struggles, because we all have Legos in the bedroom, which is really just a metaphor for improperly placed things that have taken over precious parts of our life. Let's be honest. You can have a tidy, organized home once you've done the work there and still feel all scrambled in your head because of life's constant curveballs. And sometimes your outward appearance reflects that. Every time I've accepted a closet organization job, I've known that there would be a different kind of work involved in any other room of the home. It's usually a bit more personal. When purging old clothing that has memories attached to them, trying on what remains and discussing the decision to tailor it to fit their current body or let it go to make room for more flattering items, and inevitably having body image discussions, I've learned some questions to ask on the front end and learned how to be a listener for what my client is really seeking. Here's what our process often together starts with. First of all, what's your personal style? I can't satisfy my clients if I impose my style on them because we are all so beautifully different. This can match the way you style your home or it can be completely different. No set rules here. Don't know? Don't have one, want a new or updated one. I've heard all of those and I totally get it. Between puberty, medication, surgeries, illnesses, pregnancies, hormones, abuse, fluctuation in weight, and all of the critical dialogue in our head or something you've been told by someone else, our bodies and minds have endured a lot. This can certainly leave us with questions about dressing our body or the lack of confidence we may have in getting the most out of our wardrobe. This especially could be a sensitive subject if you're not happy with your outward appearance. We all have our demons, girlfriend. 
going through a difficult season of heartbreak or loss or in the midst of parenting a newborn, all bets are off when you're massively sleep deprived and covered in breast milk and spit up. So trust me, I have serious respect for all of these situations you may be currently experiencing. You may find the mere thought of having to assemble an outfit during trying times of any sort can be frustrating, overwhelming, and the last thing that would bring you joy or excitement. I promise I understand. I've been there too. Sometimes yoga pants and sweatshirts thick enough to mask your lack of bra is the default outfit that brings you comfort and stability. No judgment here, my friend. Some days the most thought you're capable of putting into your wardrobe is scanning it for stains and even deciding if the placement of a visible stain warrants its elimination. Don't forget, I'm a busy working mom too, who's experienced lots of different seasons where my style and public display of it has been tested. With that said, I still believe that mustering up the energy to be conscious of our outward appearance is important. It can actually be the very thing we sometimes need to pull us out of that season of struggle. Just like I suggest we organize and style our home so it's serving us best. I believe it's essential to do the same for our wardrobe. We wear clothes every day. And whether you know this or not, it's sending a message. It says something to our kids, spouses, coworkers, friends, bosses, strangers, and even ourselves. So whether you're feeling ready to organize and style the heck out of your closet, or you're in the most difficult season of your life with no visible end in sight, let's carefully and consciously examine the possibilities that can come from making your wardrobe a priority. Here are some questions that could be really easy to answer or require some digging. No matter how you answer them, remember that perfection is not what you should be seeking. Just start with honesty. You're only reading a book after all. It's a judgment-free zone. Here we go. What message is your wardrobe and outward appearance sending? Are you okay with that message? On a deeper level, does your look honor and glorify God? Do you think you look successful, exhausted, like a leader, or like someone who'd rather be invisible? Would someone find you to be approachable, relatable, intimidating, or inappropriate by the way you dress? Maybe you think that sounds super vain or even inconsequential. Of course, you can have any kind of reaction to those questions you'd like. You are absolutely entitled to that. Just know that whatever you have on your body How you fix your hair, keep your nails, and your personal hygiene is saying something, girlfriend. It could be saying, I dress age appropriately, take pride in my appearance because I make time for it, understand my body type, and have organized and styled a wearable collection of clothing that suits my lifestyle. It could also say, I put everyone else first and myself last. So I may be rocking ill-fitting clothing that doesn't flatter my body that I threw on in a hurry because it was mostly clean. I don't have time to shop for a more appropriate wardrobe that makes me feel confident and comfortable. I really don't care if I look frumpy or like I'm wearing the proper clothes for the occasion because I'm only interested in getting my kids to school on time with healthy lunches and completed homework. Whoa, 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 mama. It's cool. You don't have to yell at me with those gray sweatpants, rubber flip-flops, your husband's boxy t-shirt, a messy bun, and yesterday's makeup. I understand the struggle. I see your heart underneath it all. By the way, I too wear comfy gray sweatpants with yesterday's mascara and still sometimes my orange cotton softball socks from high school, just not usually in public. I've written half this book in those softball shorts. I also make sure 
my kiddos are school ready each day and make my family's needs a priority to the best of my ability. It all takes a little effort, but it doesn't have to be a serious undertaking to look and feel great in your clothes, even if you don't think you've got the style gene or have lost it temporarily. I know that comfort, kids, a structured schedule, organized home, and a signature look have their place in this beautiful life. I also know that it doesn't have to be difficult to make those things happen. It takes effort and a little forethought, but it's nothing we can't handle. Even if your plate is totally full and default to always being comfortable in your clothes. I respect that. Again, I'll ask, what message do you think you're sending with your look? Has hot mess express become your style? Does it look like you're always in a rush? Do you live in workout clothes, but never actually make it to the gym? Have you made the mom life wardrobe of anything that can be laundered 1000 times a year because it's getting worn every other day, your signature style? Are you the queen of the updo? Not because it highlights your cheekbones or flatters the structure of your collar, but because you can't find the time or desire to get the proper cut and color that'll warrant a compliment. I'll confess that after my first baby, Isabel was born, I rocked old ripped jeans from my college days and easily washable t-shirts on the regular. Nothing is wrong with that look per se, but it had become my default. And I wasn't bothering to ask myself what message I was sending. I was about to find out. I had secured a sitter one night and was going to head out for a concert with the hubby, a fun thing we love to do often before we were parents. I stared at my closet, trying to decide what would be a welcome departure from my go-to tea, faded distressed denim, and easy sandals. My post-pregnancy body was different since the last time I wore most of my cute clothes, so I looked for something that would flatter what I was working with that night. I decided on a black Michael Kors off-the-shoulder top sprinkled with some silver sparkling studs that suggested an elevated look for the evening. I paired it with a skinny dark denim pant from Target, a supportive black heel, the best for standing concerts, and blew my hair out straight. I wore a neutral makeup with a bolder lip than usual and coated freshly curled lashes with black mascara so my eyes look more awake than most nights. And you know what? I felt cute. I grabbed my little black quilted Chanel clutch because, you know, sometimes you need to splurge that hadn't made an appearance on date night in quite some time and walked down the stairs where the sitter was feeding my sweet two-year-old in her high chair. As I approached the final step, Isabel gasped in her sweet little voice and said, whoa, mommy, that's fashion. There it was, an adorable response from a toddler that slapped me in the face with the reality that even she was noticing my lack of trying. It was a good laugh for all. And with hugs, kisses, and our car waiting in the driveway for our parents' night out, I left the house knowing that I was going to pay more attention to what message I was sending everyone around me, even myself. Superficially, my 20-pound burden then was a morning routine that simply wasn't allowing me the few extra minutes I needed to put some extra effort into my appearance and a wardrobe that wasn't quite reflective of the person I wanted to be. More deeply than that, it was actually impacting my confidence as a new mom. I wasn't feeling so great, and my appearance was reflecting that. I was also not setting a good example for my little girl, who was obviously noticing that I had kind of given up in the wardrobe and style department, something I really enjoyed prior to giving birth. And who knows, 
I could have been missing out on some opportunities because I wasn't sending my best message out into the world. That wasn't my intention. That was one of my problems though. I wasn't being intentional. That boredom and routine of getting ready in the same old lackluster clothing was my new norm. And I really didn't like it. I wasn't feeling confident or particularly attractive. And it clearly was showing, even if my two-year-old was noticing, that crappy feeling had become a burden in my heart. But it was one I carried with me without really realizing the weight of it. I had become accustomed to feeling like that, just like Chip had become accustomed to that extra 20 pounds of weight he had been lugging around with him. So I'm going to stop there for today. I don't know how you're feeling these days about your personal appearance, what your wardrobe's looking like, and what kind of message you're sending out. But I know that those days were tricky for me. I was a new mom. And while I was an organized person in some ways, I really was not paying attention to what I was putting on my body regularly and going out into the world looking like. And whether we want to believe it or not, what we have on our bodies and our physical appearance is sending a message. Now, I have talked about this a lot on past podcast episodes where sometimes it's just the season that we're in and it's okay temporarily. But what happens is when years go by and you're in that position where you're not putting enough effort and energy into yourself, your wardrobe, your style, even if you don't know what your style is, or like I said, you want an updated one, or you need a refresher course on even how to dress the body that you're in now. I want you to know that the rest of the book goes through talking about some of that stuff. I've been there. I know what it's like to have that postpartum body and your body has changed, but it really means that your mind has changed as well too. And I can remember in those early days when I gave birth for the first time. And then again, the second time with my Duke, I felt like superwoman. I felt like I could do anything and conquer the world. And then you go back home and you're sleep deprived and your wardrobe needs to be functional and easy and casual. And then half the time it's got the stains and the spit up and maybe you don't smell that great. And maybe you're not showering very often. And again, that season, it's okay for those things to be happening. But when it continues after that, it really starts to actually weigh on your mind and your heart. And I just get it. I remember that. And when I go into clients' homes and we're specifically targeting their closet that day or that week, then I know that it's going to come with a little bit extra vulnerability that day. We're going to be having some possibly hard conversations about our bodies. And again, you're not alone in that. I totally get it. And I am there with you and I understand. And so just know that as you continue to read the book, there will be lots of different, very specific you know, tangible tips that you can sink your teeth into things, changes that you can make to actually create a wardrobe that you love. That's not going to mean getting rid of everything you had and starting all new and having to spend a ton of money. I will never tell you that that's the answer. I will perhaps suggest that you get rid of some things that you tailor some things and that when you go forward and purchase some things that these are some great key pieces in your item that will be good staples. 
as I will talk about in the upcoming chapter, the essentials to have in your wardrobe. I will talk about the enhancements to have in your wardrobe, which are going to be those things that bring style and value to that outfit and really allow your personality to shine. And then, of course, I'm going to tack on those extras and talk about how you can incorporate some accessories to really spice it up and to have your outfit go from day to night have your outfit go from mom life to, you know, girlfriend out on the town, you know, just know that you're not alone in it all. And I try to break it down to those three simple steps. It's my favorite. Why aren't we going to do that with wardrobe too? You know, we're going to do it. But at the end of the day, it's not just about getting your closet organized. You will find as you continue to read that chapter and the upcoming chapters that I really talk more and more about how important it is. Uh, really mentally preparing for that sort of purge and declutter and reorganization of your mind and your heart, because it is important, the message that you're putting out again to the world, to your kids on the home front, to your spouse and to yourself. And that's really the most important thing. So uh, I hope you can understand and appreciate this episode, this excerpt from the book, because I think that a lot of us go through it. And listen, if you haven't gone through that experience yet, I think reading about this and thinking about how other moms might be feeling and going through this will have you be a person that's even more sensitive to their thoughts and their needs and what might be going on in their life. That's a whole lot more than the message that they're sending with their physical appearance. So we are all in this together. I've got your back, girlfriend. I look forward to talking to you next week with a little bit more from the book and of course, some organization motivation. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Mom's Organization Motivation Podcast. For more resources to organize and style your busy life, head over to everythingwithstyle.com and connect with me on Instagram at everythingwithstylemom. If this episode was helpful for you, please share it with your friends, rate and review it on iTunes, that's Apple Podcasts now, and let me know what you'd like to hear about next. Thanks again for listening and happy organizing.